Hello, this is Soul Hunter. You're listening to an episode of Power and Practice. You can find us on the web at powerandpractice.com. The episode you're listening to is a segment of a conversation that took place at Mast Manhattan around June 15th, 2015. I was invited out there to speak to them on multi-house hierarchies and interlocking power structures. We wound up having a fantastic roundtable conversation, and I really enjoyed everything about it. Now, one of the things you'll notice is that the audio recording is a little noisy and the volume is a little uneven in places. Um, The audio you're hearing was recorded on several microphones that we had scattered around the table. I wanted to make sure we could hear everybody. I did my best in pulling out noise and sort of leveling off the volume, but I didn't want to really overly distort anyone's voices. Now, I know from previous Power and Practice episodes that were recorded sort of on-site in these sort of conversations that you guys find the information uh, worthwhile, even if the audio quality isn't perfect. So hopefully that'll be true for this conversation as well. If you'd like to hear more conversations among uh, the people I was with, they have a podcast of their own. You can find them at structuredbydesign.wordpress.com. There are some great conversations over there. They're funny. They're informative. um, They're good folks. If you like Power and Practice, I think you'll like their podcast as well. Enjoy the episode. Uh, we're talking about um, essentially shared authority and multi-household structures. But we, we'll just jump back real quick. So almost everybody is in a shared authority structure, whether they know it, don't know it, acknowledge it, or don't. If you're owned by somebody or you own someone, there are people in your life who they know count more, right? So, you know, if my good friend would ever ask you to do something, you know you're going to do it. Um, That may never actually be said, but the fact that they're important to you means they're important outward. Um, And it would be fine to leave it at that. You know what I mean? Most people can go their whole lives and just leave it just like that. Um, As a obsessive compulsive categorizer, it's impossible for me to operate under that circumstance, right? So nothing exists in my life unless it's in a folder, and the folder's in another folder, and that folder has a domain name somewhere for a website I might build someday, right? So it's like categories and categories and categories. So when I started hanging out with um, other dominants who I, I had you know, significant respect for, I started asking a lot of questions that collectively we had to sit down and figure out, right? And this goes, way back, uh, freshman, sophomore. So junior in high school, I started lending my then uh, coward girlfriend out to my friends in high school, which was fairly popular with the small group of people I was hanging around with. Um, and even at that, it was, you know, there was always some, some question in everyone involved's mind about Okay, so, because my friends were basically vanilla, right? So this was the first time the question really came up. He's like, okay, so, I'm like, look, you don't have a girlfriend. You, you know, you think she's pretty. You guys might have dated at some point. I got no problem. Go do your thing, right? And he would look at me kind of like going, so am I, do I have permission to sleep with your girlfriend? Or are you telling her to sleep with me? Does she want to sleep with me or does she have to sleep with me? Like, what's the deal? Because as a manila guy, he was a little creeped out by the idea that she didn't want any part of him, that I was just making her do it. So, like, it was really weird to clarify, like, even then, it's like, no, you guys have permission, but it's okay if you don't. You know, whereas with somebody else, it might be, you know, he didn't even know anything was going on. I'm like, look, Bob's having a really rough time. Here's the way this is going to happen. You know, you're not going to let Bob know that we're in an open relationship, but I'm not going to let him know that you know that I want you to say that and you're just going to go and hang out with him and what happens happens, right? So some people know that you've given orders that are relevant to them. Some people don't know that you've given orders that are relevant to them. And this weaves the people who are subject to those orders in a little bit of a bind if they don't know exactly what's going on and what's important. So later on, when I started, as I said, hanging out with dominants I really cared about, and um, particularly when uh, Flag Cersei and I put together uh, the estate, which at the time was 
uh, like a little group training facility. The idea was, you know, between the three of us, we can make people better than any one of us can make them. So I'm really good at um, anticipatory service. Uh, Circe is, uh, she was incredibly good at uh, demeanor and attitude. You know, just making sure that people look happy regardless of how they actually are. Um, and Flag was incredibly good at time management and ritual. So we're like, okay, so between the three of us, we can make this happen. So, you know, we'll, we started out with our own people. So now, again, the questions come right away, right? Because here's, you know, Kamiko, and she's knows that Flag is important knows that Circe is important, but now we're also training together, so she's training under flag. So now we've got all these questions that come up. Like, if I put her in a, a car and send her to flag for the afternoon, there are an enormous number of circumstances under which that can be happening, right? She can be going over there to help out a friend, which is one thing. She can be sent over there to serve, which is a whole other thing, right? She can be going over there to train, and um, she can be going there to serve, but in like a group capacity, right? Because it's possible for there to be, um, do it this way. So you're at a mass meeting, okay? This is the easiest way to go. We're here at this meeting, you decide to second your property to the meeting. You're like, you're gonna go run the mass meeting. Now the question is precedent. If they're seconded to the mass meeting at that moment and you want something and mass needs something, which thing do they do? And, and that's, that's really the question we're talking about, precedence, right? So if I send her over to Flags to train as part of the estate, then I've taken her out of my personal authority momentarily and put her in the estate authority and then the estates put her at flags. That means if I call up in the afternoon and I'm like, hey, you know, it'd be great if you could make these phone calls for me, it's a perfectly valid answer to go, well, I'm scrubbing the floors, you know, so that'll have to wait. And at what point do I escalate until I pull rank and take her back, you know? And what I would have to do at that point is terminate the exercise. I would have to go, you know, okay, your estate training this afternoon is finished. I'm going to have to deal with the fallout for Flag and Circe, so I'm going to have to justify that action. Right. But I'm yanking you out. Now you snap back to my authority. Now I'm telling you make these fucking phone calls, and let's get on with what we're doing. So does that make any... All right, am I making sense there? I know yeah, it's, no, it's awesome. onion inside of onion yeah. inside of onion, right? Um, and that works out well um, until you have to figure out the conflicts. You know, and we came up against this when we would do, you know, what's the classic BDSM pseudo fantasy event that everybody thinks about? You know, someday we're going to throw a formal dinner party and everybody, you know, all the doms are going to eat and all the subs are going to serve and it's going to be awesome, right? And, and you know, and you pull it off or you don't pull it off or you ever bother or you don't. But, so we wound up doing one or two of, of that kind of thing. And because we're us, it was very casual. But this yeah, was, was, say, I, was I, another one of those questions where, we, if I'm going over to Flags for dinner, or he's coming over to my place, and I'm bringing, or he's bringing somebody with us, there are, are we going over for dinner as friends? In which case, you're with me, but I may tell you to go help with the dishes, but you're still with me. Or are we having a dinner, and in which case I'm sending you to serve at the dinner? In which case, if I need something, then anyone who's serving will provide that. You know, um, and I don't know that. I don't think a lot of people run into the circumstance or think about it in a way that they really clarify. Uh, or actually, I was surprised when I would talk about it that people are like, uh, "What are you talking about? She's mine." Well, yeah, she's yours. He's yours, but you know, are they always responding to your? Like, are you always first, you know? Yeah. Okay, so um, that's a great example. So uh, 
the first time I had people at my house, my slave served everyone. Right. The second time I had people at my house, mm -hmm. I told everyone, you have slaves, all go into the kitchen and serve. Right. You know, um, they're only. Uh, and looking at that, it, the interesting thing is, some of the slaves did not have a problem serving any master in the room or asking, do you need, you know, can I get this? And then there was a slave who only served their owner. Right. Um, which is fine, but it's not. I was gonna say, but it's not. <laughs> it's fine, but it's not. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to say. Uh, and then two, when we have been invited over to another master's house, um, my slave has been given permission to serve in that other master's house. Not exactly the way they would serve in my in our home, but you know, the kitchen's that way, kind of a thing. Um, and that comes from, like you said earlier, understanding that this person or these people are important to me. So um, one mistake that I did make in the beginning was saying you were to serve them the way you would serve me. Mm -hmm. Not the blowjob part, mm -hmm. but you know, you would serve them the way you served me. Um, I found that at the end of the evening she was exhausted. Right. Because she was doing exactly what I said. So I had to put some boundaries or some, you know, um, constraints on it. I was happy. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's not something that was actually thought about. It was something that I observed and said, well, this is what's going to happen. I think it's a more of an organic kind of a thing. Right. And I think that if you don't really pay me as a master, if I'm not paying attention, um, like I made that mistake, she was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, in a lot of cases, it casual is good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, you're you're going over to some place. You're a guest. You want to be a good guest. Mm -hmm. You know, I bring a bottle of wine. I bring Cheetos. I bring somebody to help with the dishes. You know, it's the same thing. You know, you're just being kind and polite. Um, and a lot of cases that works. Um, the only times I've really found that it has to get significantly more. Um, formal than that is when the authority levels kind of jump past casual, right? So it's, and you sort of ran into that. Serve them the way you would serve me is is different than go be helpful, right? Um, because not only is there the, at least if I were to say something like that, the implication would not only be the quality of the service, but the, I expect your boundaries to shift to the boundaries you use with me, which is an entirely different set of, of boundaries, you know. Um, and at the, the extreme end of that, and that was sort of how we would grade it out, you know. So it's, there are people I want you to be nice to. There are people I want you to follow the orders of unless that's a conflict with a standing order, unless that's going to mess with the way I want you to act. There are people I want you to obey up until it comes against a specific and immediate order. So if I've told you to watch the steak and Bob asks you to go get him a beer, if that's gonna interfere with watching the steak, then, you know. Um, whereas in general, I may not want you to touch alcohol. I don't want you to go get a beer for anybody. But Bob is an exception. So you're gonna, my standing orders, he can supersede, and your conduct, he can supersede, but my specific orders, they're still there, my time critical orders. And then there's, you know, um, where where it ended up with Cersei and Flag specifically, and because, you know, Flag's past and the estate's kind of gone, it'll probably stay just, it's probably not something I'll do again um, just because. But, um, look, Flag explained to, to Kamiko one day, and I was sitting there laughing my ass off, because the actual implication of the level of authority I gave Flag and Cersei was, they can supersede my direct order, and if I don't like that they've done it, we'll work it out ourselves. It doesn't have anything to do with you, right? And so Fai explains this to, to Kamiko, and he goes, look, here's the deal. Let's say Ken goes to the dojo, and he's gone from 6 o'clock till 10.30. At 9.45, I call you up and tell you to pack your shit and move to Omaha and never call him again. Technically, that supersedes. That's yeah. your job. <laughs> yeah. I can go to Omaha. And she's looking at me like, what? 
I'm like, go to Omaha. She's like, well, but what if he tells you that I left you and you never come look for me? I'm like, well, the thing about trust is there's risk of betrayal. And you're right. I might be wrong and he might ruin your life because I'm going to move on. I'm like, he might ruin your life by this. And I'm like, and that is a risk I am prepared to take. So that's the way it goes. Um, that's, uh, sorry. That, that's actually a really, um, I really like that example. Um, so uh, two things is I, I, I didn't really think of it uh, in the ways that you've been saying so formally, but uh, you're right. There are, there are times when Roseanne has that where I've, where we've had like an older presenter or something like that, and I'm like, you know what, help, you know, help the guy out, you know, um, and I'll be like, you know, Roseanne's yours for the next two hours, right? Right. And um, and uh, it hasn't been an issue because the biggest conflict is that I'm like, I want a drink. Oh shit, I guess I'm getting my drink, and like I just get up and get my own drink. Right. Uh, but uh, but I guess that would be a. a the only reason why it hasn't been an issue is just because it hasn't been an issue for me. But if it was a bigger deal, then that would be where the precedent starts coming in, right? Yeah, I mean, it has a lot to do with the environment, right? I mean, helping somebody as a presenter at a venue is presents limited chances for direct, you know, conflict with your yeah. your orders and stuff. And as with so many, you know, as with so many of the things I, I tend to talk about, you know. This superseding authority, this final word superseded authority, started as a thought experiment. You know, because none of this makes sense unless I take it to the logical conclusion. How much authority can I hand over to someone else, and have you still be mine? Which is actually the really interesting question. Mm-hmm. You know, handing over authority to somebody is not the problem. The problem is if I give Flag the ability to call you at the last minute and supersede my orders, then who owns you? Because if if ownership is no longer defined as who's the final authority, then what is it defined as, right? And so that was worth thinking about for a little while. And what I came to the conclusion of was, A, I'm still the final authority because if I track her down in the desert and go, okay, Flag's no longer capable of giving you those orders, then I win. And he can't say the same thing about me, so okay. Um, But two... The inspiration for the obedience came from me, not him, in her case. Right. You know, so in any case, I'm still the prime motivational factor. So it's still, it's still me. You know? Right, because he wouldn't be able to do that if you hadn't given it to him. Right, 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 right. The opening is, you know, I would have won a tie if I didn't just say I don't win the tie, right? So it's, you know, in the end, I had to initiate that contact. Um, but once I thought about it, once I thought it all the way through the end, then I was like, well, you know, you know, I, I suppose you could give someone this level of authority. And then after like a couple of weeks, I'm like, well, why wouldn't, like, why not? I really like these people. I really trust these people. They already have essentially the power of life and death over you. Why wouldn't I just do this? Plus the look on your face is going to be fucking priceless. So, and it was, which was amazing. Um, you know, but even... You know, even now, uh, you know, the estate's basically gone and, and flag is passed. When I collared um, Target, it was the same. It was the same deal. You know, I called Cersei up. I'm like, I don't know if you remember from this arrangement from like six years ago we had with Kamiko, but I've taken on somebody new, and just so you know, as far as I'm concerned, she still has to deal with you. You know, it's like, okay, thanks, great. Um, Will it ever actually probably manifest? No, no certainly not. But um, it certainly wasn't the sort of thing where I would have been, you know, my my trust in her had not changed. So I can't imagine why I wouldn't extend the, you know, extend the, the olive branch. What's really interesting is how people make use of that authority and what happens to the people you grant that authority to. Because you start finding out an enormous amount of stuff about um, that's incredibly interesting, you know. Um, I know people I can hand. I know people I can hand authority over my people to, who are very attracted to them, who would never, ever, ever in their whole lives use it for sexual, for sexual purpose. It would just, it wouldn't happen. I happen to be one of them. 
you know, Cersei had a, a girl who was incredibly attractive. And I absolutely had the ability to, you know, use my authority in that area. And it just would never, I, w- I won't say it never occurred to me. It occurred to me often. But, but, it, <laughs> but it wasn't something I was going to do, you know what I mean? Um, and I still can't articulate why. I don't know if I, I think vaguely, the look in Cersei's eyes, you know, when she looked at me like, ah, so the hetero boy just can't keep his hands out of my girl. Fuck, I knew as soon as I let you do this, you were going to grow up her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, am I really that predictable? Uh, I was going to go for that maybe you, you know, had, I hate to use this word with you, integrity. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love the way that's phrased. Well, I'm not going to use that as the intro. I hesitate to use the word with you, but <laughs> you had um, you had a certain relationship with her that you wouldn't. I mean, you could think about it all day. But oh, the girl, never, yeah, the girl question, right? It never, it never actually manifest. No, you know, she just she was attractive enough that it, it really threw me off. I, look, let's be honest. One of the reasons I'm a, I'm a dominant is because really pretty girls freak me out. And this is a fantastic way to stay in charge of how I'm acting, right? If I'm not absolutely certain that she is willing to crawl over broken glass to be near me, then I have no idea how we're relating, if I'm really attracted to her. You know, I'm a Dungeons & Dragons nerd from way back, so... Um, Without this framework, really pretty girls make, I just kind of get stupid. I'm like any other guy. I'm like, can I buy you a beer? Are we, you know, let me hold your, and so like I have shut all that shit down. And this is what I've, one of the ways I've replaced that interaction, right? So this girl really, without that framework, threw me off, like threw me off deeply. Um, and, And so, and because Cersei knew that about me, now it would have been far too revealing and far too easy for me to, you know, my relationship with the girl is, is not an issue. I can certainly, I can certainly get behind doing things to people that they were repulsed by. You know, uh, I can make a day out of that. But this particular aspect, you know, Cersei knew I was really attracted to her. And she, she just knew inside I'm a little nerd. And she just, you know, handed me the key. It'd be like if somebody had a car you always wanted and they give you the keys and the first thing you do is like go do donuts in the parking lot. <laughs> They're not even mad because they kind of knew, but you've vaguely disappointed them somehow <laughs> yeah. by being by being exactly what they thought you were going to be. And they're like, oh, really? You know. Doesn't that speak more to your relationship though with yourself? That sure. really doesn't have anything to do with the other person per se. Um, to an extent, except she actually would have been disappointed in me very slowly. Would you have been disappointed in yourself? No, I was upset that she would be disappointed. That was enough to stay your hand, the gentleman's agreement? Uh, no, it wasn't even that, because we didn't have a gentleman's agreement that I wouldn't grow up this girl. <laughs> no. I okay. just, I just her, her okay. Cersei's view of me as someone who could control my baser urges when handed the keys right. would have fallen off. And I, I didn't want to be the kind of person, like, when I respect somebody, I care a lot about what I see when now, she would have gotten over in 30. We all would have laughed about it. Right, but it, right. was, it was enough that I just hesitated for, oh, you know, just a moment. So then the word integrity, it was yeah. well chosen. So, yeah. so it was, yeah, I was going to say. No, yeah, it wasn't that I don't have it. It was the I hesitate <laughs> to use it with you that I really, I, I love. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you? No, I, I um, kind of changed my mind because for me, what I felt like it, it kind of hit was the integrity what a particular type of loyalty to another relationship that you develop. So for me, it just kind of hit more home with you being loyal, knowing that they probably knew how you really wanted to act. Yeah. <laughs> and you just chose, well, no, I'm just not. I'm yeah. Not too, but I it, go if, if I thought that she would have been at all upset by the use, it would have never occurred to me to do it. But she was fully expecting the use. She was fine with it. It was just, you know. And then once, once the moment passed and a week had gone by and I had the authority and I didn't kind of use it that way, then I was, I was kind of over it. And I was like, oh, fine, I'll just kind of go. 
you know, go this way. Um, plus, the girl in question was so confused by the fact that I didn't immediately weep on her that it became a thing, and which was perfectly fine with me. Um, but, th but that sort of thing will come up, you know what I mean, even though technically it's not an issue. But now you have, you know, you have all that, you have all that stuff going with it, right? Um, I mean, to a large extent, the in a more in a more philosophical bent, right? When you can do anything, then everything you do tells somebody something about you you might not want them to know, right? Um, and so, giving someone a lot of authority over your property. Um, they become vividly aware of the fact that not only is everything they do something you'll know about, but everything they do is something you're going to know about from the perspective of the person it's being done to. And that's deeply intimate in a very, very strong way. You wind up having to be really comfortable with the people you use that way. You know, if I, you know, if somebody lends me somebody and I take them and, you know, teach them how, you know, they spend a weekend at my place and they're, you know, sleeping at the foot of the bed and I'm, you know, watching TV and doing my thing. Like, they learn a lot about me in, in a week. So there's something about the limits we impose on each other that are protective. And um, it would be, it's interesting how that all gets a little weird when it's not there, when that armor is not there. You know, if you go to a friend of yours and go, you know, you can do whatever you want in my house and you come home and they're, you know, naked eating Cheetos and, you know, watching some weird sport, you're kind of like, well, I'm still cool with it, but I need to know this, you know what I mean? And that's my couch. Put a towel yeah. on the couch. Yeah, put a towel on the couch, you know what I mean? What's mine is yours is not always what you were really thinking about. But the transparency actually started with the doms, really, the transparency, the trust, the connection, the respect, it started at that higher level, which, if I'm hearing you correctly, then whoever are um, the submissives or slaves that you're sharing, they, they're getting that from the top level. So it's, you know, from the um, top down, basically. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, you're revealing that transparency, but that started at this top level, which makes the connection an easier flow. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I've, I've very rarely been in the position where um, my actions were modified by how it would affect the opinion of someone else's property of me. It, it's, it's does the, that make sense, right? Yes, it's yes. it's mm -hmm. top down. But mm -hmm. that's been true. I don't know if it's true for everybody, but that's... Certainly when you're talking about power, um, uh, you know, inter-house power in this way, there's no other way for it to happen that I know of. There'd be no way for that to filter down to up because um, while, you know, sub A could really enjoy making Dom B's life comfortable, eventually they run up into a conflict of orders and they have to make a choice in precedence. And they don't have the ability to modify the precedence. Um, but so like from just from a hierarchy power structure, it has to come top down. Um, though aside from that, I've always found it that way, uh, top down-esque. Um, every, every public scene I've ever done has been a conversation between me and another dominant through the medium of whoever happened to be handy. Uh, you know, if it's, it's like, hey, Josh, look what I can do, you know, and, and we're off and, you know, running. But this is, we're talking, my, what I chose to do has a lot to do with the people I'm with. You know, if I'm talking to Cersei and we're talking about a thing, then I'm going to go do that thing where we're one-upping each other or we're doing whatever. Um, and the people caught in the middle are just caught in the middle. Um, you know, the stuff that's specific to the people I'm with, that's stuff I do at home. I don't, I don't necessarily need other people for that. Mm -hmm. So I, I tend to use um, I tend to use servants as little carrier packets for you know respect and, and communication uh, just inherently. So it comes it's very top down esque uh, that way. In any case, um, 
So the thing that comes with all of that then, um, you know, you guys pretty much have it, is the idea of uh, if you're going to define who you're being in service to and where, you know, what you're doing and why, um, it turns out it's really, really helpful to define exactly the context you're operating under, which is, you know, this domain concept. And people have a tendency to conflate domain with physical um, spaces. So, you know, my house is my castle, right? If you're inside my door, you're in my space. Um, and I'm, I know I'm super conscious of that. So when I step into, you know, when I'm here, I'm at a mass meeting. You know, my, my actions are bounded by uh, the rules of, you know, common conduct and that you guys operate under. You know, when I'm at my dojo, I'm absolutely, you know, within a, somebody else's domain. So when I'm, when I step into Flag's apartment, even though he's, you know, a good friend, or when I step into David's apartment, uh, my friend David, you know, good friend, um, I know he gives me wide latitude, but I'm absolutely clear of where I am and whose place mm -hmm. that is. Um, and if that makes me uncomfortable, I will leave. You know, so I very rarely get in conflicts with people in their places. Um, yeah, I'm wondering because some folks who have came to my house, but the very first time what I realized automatically, even though it's my place, I looked at, no, I have respect for them, and I looked at what I felt was lacking and was really clear when it came down to service. Mm. So the second time they came, I just put a whole nother system in place, yeah. And this is where this is, this is where that is. And my thing was deferring, deterring, or I mean deferring back to the, what I got when I went to their house. Mm -hmm. It's very simple for me to keep it just that simple, that's mutual respect of everybody included, not just the owner, but also it's their property and their specificness, but they still can do what they would do if they were at their home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, giving... Or not the sex stuff, I'm just <laughs> Giving people the, the ability to treat your space to an extent like their space is... Is, is a big thing, you know, it's, I, at least to me, it's not something I do for a lot of people. Um, because I'm sort of specifically asking them to back off on worrying about where they are, you know, um, which throws them off sometimes. So it's, it's interesting because, you know, domain carries, um, it carries with personal space, you know, it's, it carries in cars, it carries in apartments, it carries in places. And then, you know, we have the additional complication of sort of a virtual other person. When we were doing the, the training stuff, when we were doing the estate, you, know, you could think of it as a corporation, right? So the idea was, you know, it could be my apartment, but for the moment it's, you know, an embassy of this place that doesn't have an actual space, which means... You know, now because you guys, you know, have authority in that place, now you've got all sorts of, you know, you've got all sorts of authority in my apartment, right? So we used to have these weird conversations on the phone. Hey, come on over. Okay. What are we talking about exactly? You know, come over, watch a movie, hang out as friends. That's what I needed. We're just hanging out. I'll bring my people. We'll go. You know, we're guests which means my people are fundamentally paying attention to me. They're going to help out if you need help, and we're good. Um, that's what I needed to know, and we can go off and do that, if that makes any sense. Makes a, well, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. So I don't know. Is that something that, like, other than the, other than the, the, the casual interaction, is that something that you guys run into, that anybody else but me ever runs into? Like, do you ever go over... Somewhere and decide your actual, like, actually make the decision to secondary people to the. Well, you mentioned it, right? Sometimes, if you like, you got to get your own drink. Yeah. So I mentioned else, it. Right? For me, it's uh, it happens sometimes at mass meetings, right? Because mm -hmm. because uh, shit has to get done, and sometimes that shit that 
gets done isn't necessarily my shit, right? Like, which means that I have to get my own stuff. I have to take care of myself sometimes. Um, but then uh, I do see it, although it's not... I, I would say it's somewhere between casual and more formalized when we do the podcasts together. Uh, because we always do the podcast at Sir Raven's house. And, um, and uh, when we're there, it's, it's, it's uh, I know at least for me, uh, it is, it's, it's very clear to Roseanne from me that when she's there, uh, while, uh, while she's serving me, if she sees that somebody else needs a hand, not just another slave, but like if another uh, master needs something, then she goes and offers to get up. And there's definitely times when, uh, like, Jade will be getting up to get a drink. And because her sand's closer, she already gets the drink for Sir Raven. Even hmm. though Jade is Sir Raven's slave, she just happened to notice it a little quicker because, you know, she can see or... Or she, or she might be able to be a little closer or whatever it is. Or vice versa. Or vice versa, right. And sometimes it goes the other way. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely plenty of times when, um, uh, when Roseanne might be doing something so she doesn't see that, like, I finished whatever's on my plate. Right. And so Jade will just clean it up. And, um, uh, you know, or... Uh, I do a thing where, like, where I run out of where my drink's out. I, and I don't even mean to do it, but whenever my drink's out, I go like this and I just shake it. Like, right. what's, Which I like, can hear. Like, if it's going like right. to magically make more well, and it does. drink appear. Does it? <laughs> but it does. It does. That's the thing. But that's the thing is that for me, I guess I've been, I've trained myself, right? Sure. That when I do that, it actually does more work. drink does yeah, appear. Right. Yeah, what's it takes it a while, but it's, it does. Right. So, um, so, so I think it's at the point where the entire... <laughs> uh, the entire house, right, knows right. now. If I do that, I I know someone. I don't know who, but someone right. is gonna like replace that drink. Um. So so yeah. Now is it is it as formalized as the sense of 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 like saying common over and being like, well, how how is that gonna be? No, but I think part of that is because. Um, at least for me, whenever I go over, it's always for the same right, purpose. Right, right. So there's never had to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that question has never had to be asked. Or anything like that. Well, so the flip side of, you know, one way to uh, sort of categorize <coughs> these sorts of interactions, one is, you know, what can I tell someone to do that may or may not conflict with something you've told them to do? And that tells us a lot about the context we're in, right? But then the flip side is, you know, the, when people aren't doing that formally, um, and you want to measure that, you want to kind of get a feel for where that relative power handoff is, um, it turns out it's interesting to question how long or if someone can remove somebody from your service. So, for instance, um, you know, take a, you know, Dame and Sub A go over to Dom B and Sub B's house, and they've never talked about authority thing and uh, you know Dom A is like hey sub help out if you can okay and it turns out one of the ways that they can be of help is to go to the store and get more ice you're going to be out of the house for 20 minutes that means for 20 minutes you're beyond the reach of your owner skip cell phones for a moment yeah. you know but you're not right there if they need you um, and is that what you meant? Like, is would that be cool? And what you find out is that there's two answers. One is, you know, 10 minutes later, you look up and go, where's sub A? And everybody's like, oh, Bob sent her for ice. She'll be back. And that's an interesting answer. Or the other one is, go get ice. Okay, let me just go check with my dom. And so even though they've never formalized and even though they've never think about giving orders that conflict with each other, there's still another way to look at figuring out where they are in the 
in this cycle, which is, you know, can I remove your property from your use for some period of time without your permission? Yeah, so, right, sorry. So, so actually, that's, uh, it's interesting that you brought those examples up because, like I was saying, for, for at least for us, um, I've, I've actually run across that because it's sort of been casual in the way it's been built up. And two, two things have happened is sometimes we have other people over and they're slaves or submissive or whatever, um, somehow isn't getting the memo, right? Mm-hmm. So they're right. so they're not so they're actually not perf- <laughs> they're not actually doing the same thing. And while it was never stated that you had to do the same thing, um, you you still end up being like, what's going on? You know, well, like yeah. like why are they not doing the same thing? Um, then the other thing is, um, I I did have one moment where. Um, so Raven actually sent Jade out for something. I don't know the bodega for whatever, right? And um, and I think I think we're saying went to the bathroom, but after like a couple of minutes, I was like, um, I was like, oh, by the way, we're saying went with Jade, right? And and she was, you know, and, and you know, obviously she was like, no, and you know, and that's when I figured out she was still here. But for me. The idea that like Sir Raven was like both of you go get ice was like totally cool, right? You know, like right. it, you know, no. it, it wasn't more of a where is she as much as uh, so how long is it going to take them for the, to get back? Right. You know, like and I also think I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh. I was gonna, go ahead. Which one? I also think <laughs> that um, there have been times where my authority has been taken away from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that just tells you about a person you were saying. So um, she sometimes is in uh, more pain than a person would observe and know. But because you can see it and she will push past it, there have been times where I might say something very general like, oh, I need some more water. Right. And she starts to move and he will say, you sit down. He will say, go and get that. You know oh, that's true. So that's kind of like taking. The, I'm not saying who should get the water, right? But it's understood that, of course, mine should get the water. Um, where he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, you sit down, and, right. and you go get the water." Um, so in that way, actually, just sorry, just to, just on that same on that same point, <laughs> on, that, on that same point, only because it's, it's the same point. The, it, the 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 other thing that happens similar to that is. Um, Jada, since we're since technically we're we're in Sir Raven space, which also means we're in Jade space because Jade lives there in twenty four seven. That's where she's serving. Um, there, uh, it, it has taken Jade time to get used to the idea that she's not going to be serving everyone there, right? That and and that there are other people that can do some of that stuff. And sometimes she still has a hard time with it. And I, I know there's been times when. When Sir Raven's like, stop asking people for drinks, and I'll be like, yeah, Jade, go sit down. And then I'll, and right after I say it, I'm like, oh shit, I shouldn't, I, I don't know if I should be saying that to her. She's not really mine to be saying that to. But we've kind of had that thing where like it's cool, but since it's never been stated, right? You know, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I I find that whole thing interesting. What I find myself doing just to bring a little clarity, uh, I might say. Well, I haven't had to do that with, uh, with Josh yet. I might say, Sir Raven, do you mind if I do X, Y, and Z? So I'm getting the, I'm giving her the information that I wish to give her. I'm make a decision. It's your property, not mine. Make a decision. Do you want it to be done like that? And I feel like that takes all of the. It makes it very easy, very comfortable. Whether um, they're at my house or at hers, it, the there's a clarity there so that there can be a comfortability. Now, it's really interesting because I watched him, you know, I just watched him watch this whole thing. It's like, well, how did that work? It was communication at the beginning of the freaking door. So, Raven and I talked about it, and this is what we figured out, and it worked well. Yeah. 
Y'all have fun in that kitchen. And what I'm saying, but I still think it comes down to having that conversation. How do you see it working? Mm -hmm. Does this work well if I show her where X, Y, and Z's have worked? Okay, so it's clarity and it's then it makes it very relaxed and whatever transpired just transpires. Right. So over the last year or so, I've got to see this um, kind of evolution from what's happened with um, Master Kate and, and Sir Raven and um, Sir Josh and um, a couple other people interacting. And uh, it has always kind of happened the way that you said, that the direction has come from the top down, which would make sense, that that's how it should be. And uh, there was a lot of changes along the way. It started out with... Uh, Jade was, we were in uh, Sir Raven's home, and Jade was doing everything. Well, not everything, but like we would try to help, but it was like she would, she was uh, serving to the extreme. Like, you know, the masters were getting wasted because nobody ever had an empty glass. <laughs> it was the bottomless, you know, wine and sake glasses. So, it was, um, you know, that kind of a thing is like, you know, there was, yeah, there's a lot of crunching in the podcast because people are constantly eating. So, but then at some point it was like, um, even though, for example, myself or Roseanne would um, be trying to help or assist in certain ways. This was her home, but then Sir Raven and um, spoke, I guess, with the other masters, like, okay, this is what we're going to do now in our household. Each master will have their slave serve them in an attempt to get um, super slave over here to <laughs> tone down her energy. And it's not a bad thing, but it's happening to what happens <laughs> with the finger in the glass. And um, so then that was uh, for a while. And then I think in some way it became, it just, I don't know if there was a conversation yet again. I mean, because I'm not privy to all these conversations. But there was times when, um, so then again, it did change over time that it was not so much just each um, slave serve your master, but it was kind of like your, 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 you know, your slave is responsible for you. But at the same time, there was more of a, a taking over that that was like the last phase that I'd seen, like, I guess about four to six months ago where it was common that I remember being in the house and um, Jade would go out or somebody would go out, whether it was for pizza um, and then the rest of us would somehow would pick up the slack um, for when she wasn't there. Just, you know, the service would happen. But then that was okay. It was a, I don't remember so much like, a, I don't think I've never seen like you instruct somebody else's slave to go do something. You may have told me, but I don't belong to anybody, so it was just like you may have said, hey, Karita, give me more guacamole. Guacamole now. Must have it. Um, <laughs> yes, maybe something like that. So there has been like an evolution over time where things have changed. And uh, I don't know how things are, and I haven't really had a, a group thing with them in a while, but that's that's been kind of the evolution where I've seen from the top down that each time there were minor adjustments. I had recently read about um, what you had put in the homework assignment about that that loop, that yeah. loop, and kind of I see that what I'm describing might fall kind of into that loop in the sense of they made a, a choice, right. and um, you know the decision was made. This was what happened. They observed it. They're like, hmm, well, this is what's happening. Then you know something was altered or changed. A new decision was made, and then it was altered. Right. Yeah, that kind of a kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I for those who didn't read or don't care. Um, we there was we we're talking basically about something called an ODA loop, right? So it's a military came out of a military term, but it's uh, basically how you act, right? So observe, orient, decide, and act. And everything we're talking about is in orient. Where am I? What context? And what are the rules I'm operating under? Right. So observation will inform that I'm at. You know, this house, I've been told this thing. But really what we're talking about is, is the orientation phase. You know, what, what is the environment I'm working on? What are my rules? Um, you know, and the top-down thing um, kind of gets interesting. We had, I'll, I'll talk about our circumstance. Um, not everybody feels comfortable with the top-down decisions. You know, people, it may come as a shock to everyone, but subs can get territorial. Um, you know, and so we had, you know, if I send someone in to help with preparing food and the, you know, the sub who lives in that place, 
That's her kitchen. This is her stuff. She always cooks. She likes getting complimented on the food. She fancies herself something of a chef. Well, guess what? You know, people are taking the plates you wouldn't have taken. They're putting them back where you wouldn't put them back. They're doing using more dishes than you were intending. And we dealt with, you know, a significant amount of friction for a little while. But that was the point. The point of the mm -hmm. exercise was to polish these rough edges off of the people we're dealing with. The ultimate idea was to be able to take someone who was mine, fire them off to an arbitrary other house, put them under your authority, and within 12 to 24 hours, I fully expect them to no longer need to be punished or corrected and be functional. They're not going to be perfect. They're not going to be exactly what you want. They're not going to be exactly what you're looking for. But they're no longer a problem. I want them to be an asset. And they need to be able to do that in almost no time, almost anywhere they go. And the easiest way to do that is just start shipping them around to other people. <laughs> but, but you can't do it just in a guest way because then the people issuing them orders aren't really being dominant over them. And they're, it's like summer camp. They know they're going home in a day. You know what I mean? So, oh, I spent the afternoon at Circe's, you know. Now, they're spending a week at Sir's and under her rules and subject to her punishments. So now deal with that shit, you know. Um, but it means that territoriality was, for us, unacceptable. Right? I, I don't, if I decide that I want these three people to come and help with dinner, I don't need to take attitude later when you're up an extra four hours doing the dishes. I don't want to hear the muttering. You know, oh, well, you know, if you just let me make dinner, you know, and the pots are slamming around, fuck that noise. You know? Um, you know, it's, yes, it's going to make more work. Yes, that's unfortunate. But not to be callous, your life is work. Like, this was the job, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not as easy as it might have been otherwise. You know what? You could be digging ditches for a living. You know, there's... I don't know what to tell you, you know. Um, it was important to me, deal with it. Um, but we, we had that, we would have, part of the formalize of this came out of mismatched expectations. You know, I would go over to, um, you know, I would go over and when I would say to my people, you know, be helpful, they would disappear for four hours because I'm relatively low demand. As long as I have food and as long as I get soda, I, when I'm out, I'm pretty easy to deal with which meant my people had a lot of free time, so they would help a lot. But then, uh, you know, in, in this case, it was Flag. Flag came over, and one of the girls he was um, working with at the time, you know, he, a little bit of a prima donna in the sense that he, he liked um, constant attention, and she really liked giving him constant attention. So getting her to do anything else was almost impossible, you know. And, and it wasn't that she would refuse an order. It was the margins. It was the places where she could have offered but just didn't. All that subtle shit that someone will look at you and lawyer out of you. Well, but I was, I was hanging. You know, I was next to you where you like me. And, which, and the thing I learned from Circe was I don't actually need to point to a place in my rules where you were wrong. You were wrong because your attitude sucked. You were just wrong. I don't actually, we, we're not going to court on this. You know, you're not going to show me the letter of my rule and go, well, whatever. You're just wrong. I don't know what to tell you. Don't do it that way again. Deal with it. Um, but so uh, some of this came out of that where we're like, how do we impress upon this person? How do we get this, beat this out of her in a way that's useful? You know? You said beat it out of her? Uh, metaphor. I think it was a metaphor. No, no, no. Though don't, I, don't get I'm, too I'm fairly yeah, I'm certain there was a significant amount of that when they got home, um, but it wasn't anything that had anything to do with me. I know she was very contrite the next time I spoke to her. Well, don't because <laughs> um, going back to to when we hang out and we do all podcasts and stuff, there is I have no one there, so I get really good service. But there are some times when I say no. I'm good. I would get up and go get it my damn self because I feel like a little awkward every now and then. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, awkward. I don't have a reason to really feel that, but that's the way I look at it. 
But then sometimes we're in a group and I can watch um, Jay and them go around and there's one that just looks and watches everything is so laughing like you said. Just it's like, no, this is what I'm gonna do. But what I find is that if you interact and you say, Can you do this? they'll get up and go do it. Right. So it's like it's being very for me, it's about being respectful most of the time. Being respectful, but understanding that each dominant has their own protocol that they did give or not give. Right. It's really quite interesting how it works. But like, it still makes me go back to, okay, I, I do know how to get up and do Don't right. touch my ass right again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, what, what we found was that the, uh, it, it was interesting because the easiest thing to do in the end, um, particularly when we would have a guest over, you know, when someone would step into the authority structure, and I'm like, so, uh, you know, you're going to be here for a day or two or for that evening, you know, just ask. Or like, well, what can I ask someone to do? I'm like, just ask them. It's our fucking job to decide whether or not, you know, if you're over the line, they're going to let you know. They're like, well, how are they going to let they're going to say, I'll go check. You know, go wash my car. Let me just go check. I'll, you know, I'll go, I'll go do that. You know, it, because it becomes impossible or it became impossible with what we were trying to do to give the people who might walk into that environment any sort of definitive list of, you know, what was or wasn't going to be possible with the three or four people that are in the house that are in nested contexts that it would take me forever to explain to you, how about you just ask for whatever it is you're looking for and we'll, think, we'll let you know if you're wrong. I think that in a certain situation, which is very interesting, um, is that, like I said, the second time, I said it to everyone there. Right. You know, everyone. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, later, I think the, I, won't, I wouldn't call it resentful. Yeah, it's a bit... You know, there are some resentful feelings. Um, I always look at it, yeah, I know. I, I always look at it like, um, we're, we're the masters, we're the tops. Right. I say to you, this is the deal. Your, your um, slave is gonna serve you when they're here at the third. Right? right. Mine is gonna serve mine. And through uh, a, uh, a course of evolution, it turns out that everyone is serving everyone, but then yours doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's fine, because I've already said to you. Right. That, so I'm good, right? But it says something about the... It says something... <laughs> it says something, um, I think, to the, the, the bottoms, because they're seeing it in a different way. Mm -hmm. They're seeing, well, we're doing this, and you would, it would stand a reason, you know, because everyone got the memo. Right. But they're not understanding, well, they might have had some conversation with their property, and that's just the way it's going to be. So right. suck it up, buttercup, and get me some more sock. Right. You know, um, and that has to be okay, too. No, no, it's, it's I saw it. Did I say hand? You saw Jade's finger. Oh. Um, what I was going to say was, um, no, we had, we, we, we would go through that, and again, if it seems like we ran into the edge cases, it's because we deliberately drove into the edge cases. You know, um, I I would specifically, you know, ask people to come over for a day or two. I would specifically invite friends over, and, and we specifically went into that. But on more than one occasion, you know, um, it was not at all clear to three of the four subs involved why sub B was not helping. And it would have been the work of a moment to go, as it turns out, you know, they're having, uh, you know, they have a minor injury and, you know, so they weren't going to be able to come at all, but they begged and got permission to come, but they're going to stay at their owner's feet tonight. And that was a privilege they were given. You know, it's the work of no time to tell <laughs> everyone involved that you need to use that. Fuck that. You know? It's a deal, you know, deal with it. It's not, you know, if I'm not mad that she's not helping you, 
then you officially, the party line is, you don't get to be mad she's not helping. You know, and the, the, you know, that all came to a beautiful conversation that basically came around, you know, you can't tell me what feelings to have. And I'm like, nope, but I can sure shit tell you which ones to express. And this one is unacceptable. You know, if I'm cool with it, and Flag's cool with it, and Sir's cool with it, I don't want to hear it. You know, you guys can gossip in the kitchen if you want, but it's not, it's not the way it's going to be, you know? Um, Jay go yet? What? Did Jay go yet? Yeah, I thought she didn't she raise her hand. She didn't wind up putting her hand up again. No, she put a hand up again. Yeah, plenty of times. Oh, okay. I thought she was just pointing again. I'm going to write them all can I go to the bathroom since you're over? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was what I was doing the first time. I was finding restroom, restroom, oh, frantically. Okay. Um, my question is in that kind of scenario, is it, is it, more about the tape measure type thing, you know, like, well, my slave is doing all this, but your slave isn't doing this much, so it's bothering me just because I'm not getting the same equal treatment, or is it more of, of well, what does that say about your slave, and in turn, as an extension of you, what does that say about you, right, as the man, as the owner of that person. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I always found it informative, but it never annoyed me. Um, it just, just it would have, it could have, but I just haven't been in the circumstance where it did. So if someone knew, I mean, the people that I did it with a lot, I knew well enough that I was, I was beyond being annoyed by their quirks anyway. So whatever. Um, but like, let's say somebody relatively new came in. And, you know, they didn't offer to have their people help out. Um, I don't necessarily know that I would be annoyed, though in the context, depending on their body language and their attitude, and particularly the sub's attitude, um, I could or maybe be annoyed. But by default, what's generally happened is I'm just filing that information away about someone new. Because it generally speaking has not happened to me that that person has been stuck up or unhelpful. They've just got a different idea of what helpful or domain is. So it'll turn out I'm talking to the waiter and they're staying out of the way. Or they're keeping their person with them to take care of all their needs because they don't want to burden my staff who are already busy. So there's a lot of cases where they've just... Their view of how to help is not my view of how to help. Um, so we've run against each other. But they could also be an asshole. It just has never turned out that they were an asshole. You know what I mean? Just because I don't I don't tend to invite assholes over. But. Would, would it be fair to say that a lot of times we're in group situations or we're tight-knit that we watch the behavior of the group? Yeah, you know, I know when Josh wants to talk, I know it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. I think sometimes the issue could be is that if you are following suit, because it is about following suit sometimes, that I don't defer, I don't look at the S type that's not doing this. Yeah. Yeah, the S type that's not doing anything, I don't look at them. Right. I look directly at the owner because. Because, yeah, I look at the owner and because it, it tells me something about that person. Right. And if everybody else is serving you mm -hmm. and you just keep yours self, it kind of sets a whole different tone all the way around. Right. And you can't tell someone how to run their thing, but at some point, I feel if you're going to work consciously in a mature manner, there has to be some baselines, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. The question is then, how do you introduce that to that person? Kind of, if you come to my house, do whatever, everybody eat, whatever, whatever. But 
you help each other. Uh, that particular person just sat there and watched everybody serve their dog. So, I think the point is that I'm getting is that there has to, do you, I couldn't just accept that. Well, I, I mean, I get that, I get that oh, it's, it's slightly out of character for me to be understanding and, and defending um, idiocy. <laughs> but the thing is, is I think we tend to underestimate how intimidating a close-knit group can be to new people, you know? Well, look, when, when someone would come in and be with, you know, the estate and, you know, three or four people are serving and the dominants know each other and they're over as a guest and we're like, look, you know, they're like, if my people can help, they're, you know, they're here to help. They make that formal offer, right? But then it doesn't materialize. Nothing actually comes out of it or they don't make that offer. Um, to an extent, I think it's easy to forget how nobody really knows how to jump into a tight-knit machine that seems to be working, you know? Um, now, can they go further than they did? Is the person you're speaking about directly that in that position? I'm not, I can't say anything about it, uh, but I'm just saying, like, there is a thing where sometimes you can help somebody out and go, you know, can I borrow Missy to, you know, get some plates out, you know? And then they're like, yeah, and you may turn, it may turn out they're relieved to finally know how to help. Or if they give you shit, well, then you know for sure what the heck is going on, you know? Um, Good idea. What, yeah. What's, what's Good interesting, advice. the things that, that are, are more interesting about observing um, dom-sub interactions in group environments, you know, you say it, it, it talks about the, the dom, and, and it's true, the most interesting version of all of it is when you realize that a dominant is deliberately avoiding issuing an order because you know they don't want to have a discussion later. I find that fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? When you're like, you're like, hey, can I borrow Missy to do the dishes? And he looks at her and she's like, you've seen that. And and he's like he's like he's like no I'm gonna keep her here her legs are hurting and I'm like you pussy. <laughs> all right all right um unless you were gonna have more of that thought this yeah. might be a good spot to just take like a ten minute break yeah sure yes. thank you for listening to this episode of Power in Practice and remember you can always find us on the web at powerinpractice.com. <laughs>